Amen. I hope you picked one last week, and if not, we want to give you an opportunity this morning to identify someone that you're going to pray for this year and, and seek an opportunity to uh, share the gospel with. Let me ask this question. Do you, do you believe that every uh, person in Boone County ought to have the opportunity to hear and respond to the gospel? Y'all believe that? Well, the last I saw, there's uh, a little over 130,000 people in Boone County. And, uh, and so uh, we're asking the Lord to allow us to see 52 people uh, come to know Jesus this year. And, and uh, that's, a, that's a big number based on the past. Uh, but within three miles of this church are about 27,000 people. And so last week we just talked about the, Jesus said the, the harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few, and so we pray for laborers, and uh, we pray for the harvest, and we go out there and we share the good news. And so uh, we had about 130 uh, people identified last week that we're praying for, and, and uh, we're, we're excited about that. If you didn't identify someone last week at the end of the service, we're going to ask you to bring your card up, or there's cards up here that you could uh, just put a name on, and uh, we'll start praying. We're going to compile those lists, and uh, we're going to have some visuals outside for you to, to be able to pray for them. Uh, back in the corner of our Welcome Center is uh, these shirts with numbers on them. Uh, there are numbers 1 through 52, and uh, we'd ask you this morning when you leave to go get one of those numbers. You pick your number. And uh, you began to pray for that person, that number person, uh, for them to, to come to know the Lord. And uh, when your number gets saved, I want you to celebrate. And you can come down here and, and you'll be able to experience an answer to your prayer this year. I've got number one. And so I'm, I'm praying for mine this morning that number one gets saved. Uh, but you get you a, a card if you would and just join us in praying for that. And here's the last thing. If you have an opportunity to, to talk to your person about the Lord, I, I'd love for you to call me or text me. I, I, I want to know that. And uh, I, I get excited about that. And so you text me anytime uh, and say, hey, I got to talk to whoever it is, and uh, I'll be so excited. So you identified your person, and you say, well, where, where do I start? Well, you start with prayer. You begin to pray for them every day. Uh, we talk sometimes about lifestyle evangelism or relational evangelism. And what that simply means is that we uh, build relationships with people we live beside or we work with. Uh, and while we're building the relationship, we're praying for opportunities to sow gospel seeds. And, and we're looking for opportunities to, to talk to them about the Lord. And uh, many people are skeptical about uh, the church or pastors. Uh, but as you uh, get to know someone and as you live out your faith, uh, you often have uh, special opportunities to, to talk to them about the gospel. And uh, lots of ways to share the gospel. Uh, some people begin with their testimony of uh, how the, the Lord saved them. That's a great way to start. Uh, some people use uh, gospel tracts. We've got some of those available. And uh, you could just walk uh, through someone through a, a gospel presentation. Uh, some people use Romans Road. they got their Bibles marked with scriptures in Romans. Some use faith evangelism. All of those are good. This morning I'm going to talk about three circles. Uh, this is a way to, to kind of transition a, an ordinary conversation into a gospel conversation. And we call it three circles. And, and I just want to equip you to uh, be able to, to share your faith. And so uh, I'm going to begin with 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. I'd like to share this passage and uh, it's kind of the gospel, uh, and uh, th it'll be part of a gospel presentation. So I invite you to stand, and, and we'll read together 1 Corinthians 15, 
1 through 4. It's good to see Sandy back this morning playing, and she's all better. And I want you all to be praying for Jim. Uh, he goes in in the morning for his surgery. Uh, it's going to be an all-day thing, and they're going to get all that out. And I think it's going to take maybe eight hours, and he's going to be in the hospital for maybe 10 to 14 days. And so make sure you're praying for, for Jim Miller tomorrow and Lisa and their family. And uh, we just uh, know God's going to uh, let us celebrate him being cancer-free here in a few weeks. So you all pray for him tomorrow. But 1 Corinthians 15, now I, I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I deliver to you as of first importance that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. And Father, we thank You today for the Gospel. And uh, Lord, help me to proclaim it, and, and may we hear it, and, and may You use it to, to save the lost for Your glory. And we'll praise You for that. In Jesus' name, Amen. You can be seated this morning. Let me ask you, anybody like to put puzzles together? You got a few puzzle makers in here? Uh, let's just say that I spread out a big 500-piece puzzle this morning, and I, and I told you to put it together, but I didn't let you see the picture. That'd be hard to do, wouldn't it? Yeah, we need the, the picture. We need the design. We, we need to know what we're working towards. Well, when we talk about the gospel, it often begins with, with God, God's design. God has a design for our life. And so if I was going to share the gospel with someone, I'd begin by talking about uh, God's design. Now, you have uh, this in your bulletin outline, and uh, you could easily share this with someone. You could be at lunch and, and take a napkin, and you could draw three circles on it, and you could share the gospel with them. But, so we begin with, by talking about God's design, and, and uh, God has a design for our lives. Uh, we see it all around us. We see it in creation. We see it in the earth. We see it in the uh, laws of nature. Uh, we see it just in... God has made the air so that it's 78% nitrogen, 21% oxygen, just, just right for us to breathe. And he's put the planet in just the right, just everything is, is, works together. Uh, Psalm 19.1 says that uh, the, the heavens declare the glory of God and the, the skies above show forth his handiwork. And so we see in creation that, that God has designed everything and it works perfectly. And the Bible, we, we can take the Bible and begin to show people God's design for our lives. Uh, we could start in Genesis 1 and 2 and it tells us how everything began and how God uh, brought it into existence. And, and God has a design for our lives. Uh, Genesis 1:27, He had a design for, for our gender identity. He created them male and female. Uh, he had a design for families. He said, be fruitful and multiply. He had a design for work. He said, I'm going to give you dominion over the, the animals and over the ground. I want you to work the garden. That, that was work. He, he had a design in, in chapter 2 for rest. After six days, he, he rested, and he has a design for us as his people to take time to rest. He had a design for marriage. Genesis 2.24, a man is to leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and become one flesh. And so we, we can just walk through the scriptures and see God's design. Uh, God designed us to have a relationship with Him. And, and uh, I like to tell people God has a design for your life. Isn't that awesome to think that, that God has a, a design for us individually? And, and He's a good Father. 
And I tell people that this, this design is, is for us to, to live uh, under his blessings. Uh, he knows what's very best for us, and so he has given us instructions, and, and so we can know God's design. And, but then we know that we have a tendency to drift away from God's design. Uh, we sometimes want to do it our way instead of God's way. Adam and Eve are a good example. They had everything that they needed, and in Gen- Genesis 3, they decided that they would eat the forbidden fruit. And uh, when we go away from God's design, we call that sin. And we're all familiar with sin. It's, it's when we decide to do it our way instead of God's way. It, it, uh, it messes everything up. And uh, what sin does is it leads to this word brokenness. We see that in Genesis 3 uh, when sin came in and it messed everything up. And listen, all of us have sinned, haven't we? Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so we're in that together. We, we, we look back to Adam and Eve and we recognize their sin that messed it up in the beginning, but we're all sinners. And uh, sin is any time I want to do it my way instead of God's way. Sin's even when I pursue things other than God or more than God. And uh, sin leads away from God's design. It leads to brokenness. And when I'm having a conversation with someone, most people can understand brokenness. Uh, we have brokenness inside us. We see brokenness all around us. We understand brokenness. Uh, I was thinking about uh, just some statistics just to, to highlight the brokenness. In the United States, 40% of children are raised in single-parent homes. Uh, over half a million uh, children have been removed from their homes because they were abused or neglected, and now they're in foster care. Uh, it's estimated that in America there's only over 20 million people uh, who are addicted to some type of drug. Uh, police report that there's over 3,000 crimes committed every day. Uh, so there's a lot of brokenness. And someone has said, we, we live in a humpty-dumpty nation. We, we've fallen and we're broken and we really don't know how to put all the pieces back together. And so there's, there's industries even that uh, they've been started just to deal with brokenness. And there's addiction recovery and there's counseling. And, and some of these are good and, and helpful, uh, but they're designed to help deal with our brokenness. There are lots of ways that we try to deal with our brokenness. Sometimes we, we say, well, if I could just get uh, the right relationship, and, and we pursue a, uh, Mr. Perfect or Miss Perfect, or if I could find my soulmate, and, and sometimes we go from relationship to relationship trying to find someone that's going to be perfect for us. Sometimes people turn to, to, to drugs or, or alcohol, and, and, of course, we know that leads to, to more brokenness. Uh, some people try, they say, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to work harder. I'm going to be a good American. I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps, and I'm just going to work harder, and I'm going to get myself out of this mess. Uh, some people pursue material things, and they think, if I just had this house or this neighborhood or this, and they, they pursue those things, and they're really trying to deal with their brokenness. Some people even uh, pursue what we, we could call religion. And they say, well, I, nothing else has worked. I'll go to church. I'll, I'll try Jesus. I'll try Buddhism. I'll try karma. I'll, try, I'll, I'll do all these things. I'll do everything I can. And, and what they're trying to do is to deal with brokenness. And uh, most of the time we, just, we find ourselves in more brokenness. Uh, Romans 6.23 says that uh, the wages of our sin is death. Separation from God. 
Proverbs 14, 12 says that there's a, a way that seems right unto man, and the end is destruction. And so we, we get further and further away from God, and, and, and we don't normally think that brokenness is a, is a bad thing, but sometimes God uses our brokenness to uh, get our attention. And uh, the, the main thing that I want to talk about this morning is that God has given us a way out of our brokenness, and the way out is the gospel. And uh, we're gospel people. We want people to, to hear the gospel. We want people to, to know the gospel and be able to respond to the gospel. And gospel just means the, the good news of Jesus. And so God has created us, and God has a design for our lives. And even though we do it our way, He still loves us. And He had a plan to uh, deal with our brokenness, to reconcile us to Him, and to bring us back into relationship to Him. And, and that plan was the gospel. And so uh, we want people to know the gospel. John three sixteen. 16. Uh, most of us know what that is. For God so loved the world that He gave His Son. God so loved us that he sent his son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And so God sent Jesus. And Jesus came, and he was born just like us. Uh, he faced all the temptations like we faced. He can relate to what we go through. The one difference between him and us is that he lived according to God's design. He lived perfectly according to God's design. He, he never sinned. And he, he wasn't sinless just to give us an example. He, he was sinless for us. And because he was sinless, he was able to go to the cross. And we'll talk about the cross. Whenever we're talking to someone about being saved, we want to make sure they understand that Jesus came and lived a sinless life, and he went to the cross to pay for our sins. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that God made him who knew no sin, that's Jesus, God made Jesus who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. In other words, Jesus took our sins on the cross, and because he paid for our sins, we can be made right with God. And so uh, we want people to know the gospel, we want people to know that Jesus went to the cross to die for our sins, and the Bible tells us, as we looked at in the uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, that Jesus died in accordance with the Scriptures. He was buried, and on the third day, He arose again in accordance with Scriptures. And so when we share the gospel with someone, it's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And that's how God has designed to bring us out of our brokenness and to bring us back into a relationship with Him. Uh, this is how God designed for us to be saved is by believing in Jesus and what he did on the cross, that he paid for our sins. And so uh, it was through his death and resurrection that allows us to have our sins forgiven. And then not only our sins forgiven, but, but Jesus credits his righteousness to our account so that we can be made right with God. God is holy, and we sang about that this morning. Uh, but through faith in Jesus, He credits His righteousness to us and we can be restored. Well, how can we experience this forgiveness and this relationship with God? Well, the Bible tells us that we must repent and believe. Repent and believe. You all have heard this before. Repent is a, is a Bible word. Uh, Jesus, when He came and began His ministry, Mark 1.15, He says, The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. And regularly, He says, Repent and believe. Repent is a Bible word. It means a, a change of mind that leads to a change in our direction. 
And so we've been going our direction instead of God's direction. To repent means that I'm, I'm no longer going to go in my direction, but I'm going to go in His direction. I'm going to uh, turn from sin and turn to a Savior who is Jesus. I, I'm going to stop trusting in myself, and I'm going to trust in Jesus and Him alone for my salvation. John 1.12 says, and we've talked about this the last few weeks, that to as many as who believed in Him, uh, to many as received Him, who believe in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. To those who receive Him, to those who believe in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. And so John talks about receiving Jesus. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest we would boast. And so we must receive this gift of, of grace and faith and believe upon Jesus. So listen, our works can never be good enough to save us. You know that, right? We can never work our way to heaven. We need what only God could give us, and that was uh, His Son paying for our sins. And so God offers us a gift. I want to try to illustrate that this morning. Uh, I know, uh, let me just use Ken Ford as an example this morning. He's out there doing security. Let's just say that I, I appreciate Ken, and he leads our security, and he's our moderator, and he, he, uh, he changes our sign. He does a lot of good things, and I appreciate that. I, I want to get him a gift. And I want something special, so I go to Walmart after church, and uh, I, I wouldn't usually do that on Sundays. It'd just would uh, be crazy, wouldn't it? But I want to get a, I want to get a gift, okay? Y'all with me? And so I want something special, and I, I think, well, what could I get? And I text Joanne. I say, what could I get, Ken? I want it to be really nice, and she gives me some suggestions. And I go in there, and I search it out, and I find the perfect gift, and then I go and stand in the long line. You, you know what I'm talking about, and you can't check out, and... Anyway, get that gift, and I want it to be special. I'm not even going to get just a bag this time. I'm going to take it home, and I'm going to get Jenny to wrap it up, and i got a real nice bow, and, and I'm really excited about that. And I take that gift, and I go to, to Ken's house, and I ring the doorbell, and, and Ken comes to the door, and, and here I am with this gift. And, and uh, I say, Ken, I just wanted to get you something. You, you uh, do so much, and I just appreciate it. And, I just, and uh, he's just excited. He goes, wow. And... Uh, he stands there for a minute, admires that gift, and then he just shuts the door. I'm standing there with this nice gift, and it's all wrapped, and, you know, that gift's not going to do him any good, is it? Because he didn't receive it. And so even though I went out of my way to go get it, and I went to Walmart, and I found it, and I paid for it, and I waited in line, and I wrapped it up, and I did all these things, I delivered it. Listen, I want you to know something. God went out of his way in sending His Son, Jesus, to give us a gift. And that gift is the gift of salvation. And we certainly don't deserve it, do we? And listen, He paid for it with His blood. He gave His life so that we could have this gift. And if you're here this morning, uh, maybe you've never received that gift. And I just want to say to you, it do you no good. This cross will do you no good unless you receive the gift of eternal life. And I, I just want some of you to know this morning that the gift has been paid for and it's offered to you today. And to all who receive Him, to all who receive Him, to those who believe in His name, He gives the right to become children of God. And so this morning, we're, we're going to give you an opportunity to receive the gift of eternal life. And, and maybe you never have. Maybe you've never repented of your sins and believed upon Jesus. And I, I want you to know this morning that, that we want you to receive the gift. And when we receive the gift, the, 
the Bible says that then we have this opportunity to, to recover and pursue God's design for our lives. That's what we do as believers. After we're saved, we begin to pursue God and recover His design. And, and so uh, when we repent and believe, believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us and empowers us and, and helps us. And, and uh, he, He's our helper. And so the Holy Spirit helps me to, to get into God's Word and, and to understand His design and to pursue a relationship with, with Jesus. And, and uh, we were in Philippians 2, Wednesday night, verse 13 says that the Spirit begins to help us to know and to do the, the will of God. And so we're not left here by ourselves. When, when we trust in Christ, God the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us. And, and really this side of, of this diagram is, is our sanctification. Or discipleship. This is where we're growing to be more and more like Jesus. And if you're a believer, then, then that should describe your life. You, you are growing in your faith, becoming more like Jesus. We have the, the help of the, the Spirit as we pursue God's will for our life. And, and the other thing I want to point out is, is when we've responded to the gospel, God invites us to, uh, to continue in this, this process. And, and after we've responded to the gospel, we go to others who are in their brokenness and we share them with them the gospel and how they can uh, be delivered from their brokenness and the spirit helps us with that and and uh, this is called making disciples and the reason I like this diagram is because it really shows us the the mission of the church we're to share the gospel and we're to make disciples and we're to share the gospel with people who are broken and we're to help them to grow in their faith and become more like Jesus and and uh, that's the mission of the church and so we're going we're gonna to have an invitation this morning, and, and we're going to invite you to respond to the gospel. But here's what I'd like you to do. You can see that diagram. I know in the back you might not be able to see this, but, but if you were to put an X somewhere on this diagram, if you evaluated your life, where do you think you might be in this diagram? And let me say, if you've responded to the gospel, praise God. You are a child of God, and rejoice in that. The Holy Spirit lives in you, and, and now you can pursue Jesus. And I, I encourage you to pursue Him with all that's within you. And, and let me just ask you this morning, we, we're starting a kind of a new year. Are you pursuing Jesus? Uh, are you seeking His design for your life? Uh, and then are you allowing Him to use your life to reach people who are broken? Church, that's really what Who's Your One's about. It's, it's about inviting God to use us as believers to, to share the good news with others and, and help them to see how to be saved. And so we're going to continue this year to ask you to, to pick that one person and, and to pray for them and to look for opportunities uh, to share the gospel. If you're here this morning and, and if you were to put your ex here on brokenness because you say that I'm, I'm broken, that's, that's where I am. Well, listen, we want you to know that uh, you're invited this morning to, to turn and to believe upon Jesus Christ and, and to be saved. And, and what a, a blessing that would be. And um, Maybe you've tried everything else. Maybe you've tried relationships and maybe you've tried religion and you've tried to jump through all the hoops and come to church. You tried to do those things, but, but you've never trusted in Jesus Listen, we want to invite you to do that this morning. And uh, Listen, being saved is not about jumping through religious hoops. It's not about any of those kind of things. It's about repenting and believing in Jesus 
uh, for your salvation. And uh, so this is a little bit different kind of message this morning, but I, I feel like that God wants to invite some of you into a relationship with Him and extend that gift to you and invite you to receive it. And so uh, as we prepare for an invitation, I'd just like to invite you to bow your heads this moment. And if you don't mind, just close your eyes for a moment. And we're praying that God's Spirit would, would just work for a few minutes. Listen, if you're here this morning and you realize that, that you're in brokenness, what would keep you from repenting and believing? Maybe this morning you've heard the gospel and you say, I want to trust Jesus. If, if, if you're in this room, would you just look at me? Would you just raise your head for just a moment if you want to repent and believe? And I'd like to just speak to you. I, I won't embarrass you or anything like that, but this morning you've realized that your life's broken and you need a Savior. Would you just look at me for just a moment? And, and maybe you're here this morning and maybe you realize that you've been trying religion and what you need is a Savior. Let me tell you what the Bible says. It, it says in Romans 10, 9 that if you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And so you just say something to, to God like this. God, I, I'm broken today, and I realize this morning that I need a Savior. I realize that I'm broken because of my sin, and this morning I realize that Jesus came to, to pay for my sins, to, to die in my place. And, and this morning I'm willing to to turn from my sins and turn to Jesus. I, I want to follow Jesus. I, I need your help, Lord, to do that. Made a mess of my life, but I want to give it to Jesus today and follow Him. Church, let me tell you, the words aren't important. They're not the most important thing. The, what's important is the desire of your heart, the attitude of your heart. You can mess the words up. But you can say something as simple as, God, I know I'm a sinner. I want Jesus to forgive me. I turn from my sins and I believe upon Jesus. I want Jesus to be my Lord. I want to be saved. Help me. And this morning, if, if maybe you've made that decision to follow Jesus, we want to invite you to, to come and, and share that with the church. and We want to help you to know what the next step is and Maybe this morning you say, well, I have been saved, but I haven't taken the step of baptism. We want to help you with that. that that's the first step of pursuing God's design is for you to be baptized. And maybe you want to join the church. You say, well, that's the next step. You've maybe been saved, but you've not been a part of a church. This morning it would be our privilege to help you to take the next step in your walk with the Lord. Would you stand with me? And, and we're going to sing, Lord, I need you this morning. We invite you to respond this morning if the Lord has spoken to your heart in some way.